Welcome to the KPC Sports Profile. I'm Alex Alvarado, sports editor for the Herald Republican in Angola, Indiana. And on today's episode, we have Roger Probst, Roger Probst, athletic director for Fremont High School, located in Fremont, Indiana. Roger's done a lot of things over the years as far as uh, being an educator. He was a coach. He was this. He was that. He was he was awesome. He was cool. A little bit in between, a little bit more extreme. Uh, Roger's an awesome guy. I'm really glad that I've gotten to know him uh, ever since ever since I moved to Indiana. So yeah, thanks again to Mr. Probst for taking his time to uh, speak with me in his office for a few minutes. Uh, it was really it was a really good conversation. He talked about uh, his relationship with high school athletics and a few things that he's seen over the years and how the unexpected ought to be expected in boys basketball sectional times. So, so yeah, that'll be a, a fun thing once that arrives and he's looking forward to it. I know everyone else that listens to this will be too. Please subscribe to the show. We are on iTunes. We are on podcast listening devices. We are on, you know, however you download your podcasts or subscribe to them. We're on there. And without further ado, here is Roger Probst. Well, I am here with Mr. Roger Probst, the athletic director over at Fremont High School. Uh, Roger, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing real well. Uh, we have everything coming to an end for uh, winter sports. If they're not over, then basketball sectional starts next week. Um, so that should be a lot of fun for, for us. What did, what did you think? Uh, what were you doing when the sectional uh, pairings were, were being drawn on? I was actually Sunday? at home sitting and watching uh, on one of the Fox Indiana mm-hmm. channels and kind of patiently waiting through all of the uh, single A because they did those first and waiting for ours to come up. Mm-hmm. So just kind of sitting at home, relaxing, watching. Um, probably not like a lot of other people just trying to see – who we're going to play and what the matchups are and uh, getting ready to go. Is there is there any fear in your mind that uh, Fremont might might not make it out of there? Because Fre- Fremont's had like a, a re- it's a really talented team. Like it's one, one of my favorites to cover, and I'm glad that it's so senior heavy because everyone's just so good. Yeah, uh, and they just do like a bunch of you know cool stuff that like just they just dance around with the ball and like to the rim and all that. Uh, but like they've had some some unfortunate losses along the way, so it's 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 actually a really really intriguing pairing that they have. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's going to be a really strong uh, sectional. I mean, there's no question about that. You know, you we come right out of the gate and have to play Westview on their floor, and um, they are uh, they're really good. But when you have to play them on their floor and in their atmosphere, I think it becomes even more difficult uh, to try to beat them and. Uh, you know, we played them last night. Yeah, and, I was about to say that, that's evident enough. You know, kind of sailing along and, and uh, build up a 14-point lead in the third quarter. But uh, to their credit, um, they were able to do some things that hurt us, and they kind of seized the momentum and um, kind of won going away. It was a 10-point loss, but that that score doesn't really indicate how close that game was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that becomes real difficult, you know, and um, – you get through that one, and you got to take one at a time. Obviously, you get through that one, and, and then you're looking at playing either Wicco or Central Noble. And we've had two really difficult games with Central Noble. Yeah. Wicco's got a really good record. You know, mm. then you look on the other side, and you got teams like LaVille sitting up there who's had a great season. Um, 
so yeah, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a challenge for us. Um, I think whoever comes out of there is going to be a pretty good team because there's some good teams in there. And you know, it's sectional time. You can't count out uh, the Anybody. other team because anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a Bremen team that can win some games. Uh, Prairie Heights has certainly improved and gotten a lot better, and they gave us everything we wanted when we played over there. I know their record doesn't look that good, but uh, it's sectional time, and strange things happen. So, um, hey, you, you, you put on the shoes, and uh, you don't get you don't get to choose who you play. It's chosen for you, and you take one at a time. and and you go from there, but it, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a difficult section, no question. Uh, this doesn't have to be about basketball, but is there are there any games that you think of that you've watched over the years where, like, you watch it and you're like, I did not see that coming. I you know I, I guess right off the top of my head, I can't think of any specific. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get well, into Well, you know, I, I go back. You know, we can look at some of our history. I guess that becomes in, immediately to my memory. Last year we played Central Noble. In the regular season at Central Noble, just a couple of weeks before the sectional, and beat them by 20 points. And we turned around and played them in the first game of the sectional, and they hit a last-second shot, and they beat us. And you see that stuff repeated. Um, and, yeah, there are there there will be games across the state, guaranteed, in this sectional that people are going to say, wow, mm-hmm. you know, that's an upset. You didn't see that happening. It happens all the time, everywhere. I guess that's what makes it real exciting, mm-hmm. you know. But that one comes to mind right away because we we suffered. We thought we had a shot at winning the uh, sectional last year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Central Noble, again, to their credit. I mean, they come out and play us tough and hit a last-second shot and beat us, and, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the nature of the beast. You're one and done. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you better be ready because if not, you're not playing anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you kind of wish it was like a, like a round-robin sort of deal? No, or? I don't think so. I mean, you know – do the best teams always emerge under the given system? Not always. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some talk about seeding teams to try to make sure that the teams that had the best regular season get to the final right. game. And I don't know. You know, Indiana is, is kind of unique with the blind draw. And, you know, uh, I think I kind of like it the way it is. I'm kind of a traditionalist. I go way back. I grew up in Indiana, mm-hmm. played high school basketball, and, um, I kind of like it. I kind of like the blind draw the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, Did you like the uh, the single class system where it wasn't all broken up into like well four A over here? You know, over here? I, I I can tell you that now the atmosphere at sectionals is different than it was when it was just everybody together because it just seemed to be more exciting, um, a bigger deal when it was one class. Um, and, you know, at the time that they talked about making the change, I wasn't really sure that I was in favor of it. But being at a small school like I'm at now, uh, I think it increases our chances of winning a sectional championship. Um, so I guess in that respect, um, I, I, I think I like the class system. But, boy, I tell you what, uh, you know, we used to go down to DeKalb and play against some of the big boys. And, I mean, you know, those were just memorable. packed gym mm-hmm. and student sections yelling back and forth. And you still get some of that now, but you just don't get it when it was a single class. Uh-huh. You just don't get the same type of atmospheres and the same type of games. You know, the big underdog, the really little school, like we would have been mm-hmm. picking the Calb and having to go against the Calb. And, you know, yeah, maybe only once every 
15, 20 years, we'd actually upset him. But boy, you know, when you did, you just remembered that forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a mixed bag. But again, I think the class system has given us and smaller schools a better chance to possibly win sectionals. So uh, I think I kind of like the class system. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like yeah. The, yeah. Like there's like some sports where, like football, I I definitely am fine with the class system. Yeah. Um, but like other sports, like basketball, I'm not sure. Uh, wrestling, like. You don't, you don't need a you don't need a class yeah. system, um, so let's let's kind of like backtrack and let's just talk about your job as an athletic director at, at this high school. How did you, how did you end up here in the first place? Uh, what is uh, what what do you have to do to make sure that you did a good job today? Well, you know, I, I came here as a teacher and coach, mm-hmm. and I did What'd that you coach? for well, I, I've coached a lot of things. <laughs> okay, <laughs> probably won't remember all of them, but. <laughs> Uh, the main two that I coached was basketball and baseball. I was I was uh, I coached at the middle school level basketball for a while, uh, and then wound up uh, coaching JV for about ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I coached varsity base here for baseball here for about twenty eight years, and then about eight years ago, uh, the AD's position became available, and, and I was looking for a different challenge at that time, and, and I like sports, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought this this would be maybe a good fit for me, and, and I haven't regretted that, but, you know, about how do you feel like you've had a good day, you know, when you have contests, it's always nice that everybody shows up like the opposing team and the officials, yeah. and, you know, our bus isn't going that way when their bus is going this way, I guess that's one of the worst feels for an athletic director, mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, organization and making sure schedules are set and, and everybody's going to the right places and you have officials and all that, that that's a big part of what we do. Uh, as well as I think you become I think you become a coach of coaches because when I coached, I, I coached the players, and now you oversee a whole coaching staff. So not only are you responsible for hiring coaches, but you're also responsible for working for them, uh, with them, and, and, and trying to help them to become the best coaches they can become yeah. so we can provide the best programs for our kids. So, you know, those I think those are some of the biggest responsibilities. Obviously, you know, you got to make sure you got enough money to yeah. to be able to, to purchase everything that you have to purchase. So budgeting is a big thing as well that you have to concern yourself with. But basically it's working with coaches. And, and, and again, I, I think our goal here is to provide the best athletic programs we can for our kids. And that, that entails a lot of things, facilities, uniforms, having the best coaches we can have, the best schedules that, for us, a small school are good. You know, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things are kind of go into, into that, I guess. Yeah, it's like with, like, all the challenges that you have, it's kind of like walking the tightrope. It's, you know, like the budget is, like, the biggest thing, yeah. first and foremost. Um, and, like, I, I don't know what – I don't know anything about what uh, your guys' budget entails because I, I haven't asked to even look at the numbers. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't really – I think I have a reason right now, but I'll uh, I'll annoy you, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and I guess that was one of the, my my biggest challenges that I wasn't really prepared for when I became AD is, um, you know, it, it's you, you got to make sure, and you know, you got you got to plan, and you you got to think ahead. I mean, those are all important things, and so far, I mean, we have fundraisers and, and all that stuff, and, and and you know, we're in pretty good shape. But I I guarantee it's always in the back of your mind. It's something you deal with on a daily basis. You know, do we really need to get these uniforms? Do we really need to do this? Do this, that, and the other thing? Because you got to keep your head above water. I mean, 
that, that's just like in a family, you know. You got to make sure that you can make ends meet, and it's the same thing in athletics. You have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a big part, big part of what I do for sure. Did you get to shadow the the guy that was here before you? To we had we had really good athletic director here prior to me that I worked for several, but the last one was Gary Baker. Okay, and uh, you know he left everything. Just he he knew he was going to retire from this job, and he spent I don't know probably a year preparing, just making sure everything was organized and ready to go for who took over for him. So we were in great shape yeah. when I stepped in, which made it really easy for me. Instead of coming into a mess and going, oh, you know, it, it was in great shape. So mm-hmm. that made my transition to this job a lot easier. Yeah. Now, I know, you know, you have to, you worry about the athletic side of things, um, but, like, there's also, like, the academic part of, like, the student athletes and, uh, as much as you, like you, you as a former educator, uh, you know, in a good school system, you're, I, I assume you're promoting, hey, you know, not only get your grades, but, you know, stay, like, stay curious about things, you know, stay hungry for education. I think that's a really important thing. Like, where's, where's your balance between, like, trying to, um, trying to push education and push, you know, um, a healthy educational lifestyle and, trying to let you know the like the educators do their thing like the teachers well it's it's education based athletics you know we know that uh athletics i think at at the high school level um are here for more than just winning and losing and you know we want to win games like everybody else but you know here at fremont we try to promote um, you know, using athletics to help kids grow individually, character, traits, things that are going to help them once they get out of school. And certainly what they do in the classroom is a big part of that. Yeah. And we tell our kids all the time, academics always come first. And, you know, our coaches are real good about promoting that, about making sure that's important to kids. Uh, kids need to take some time off of practice to make sure they get to a place. they got a big test or something coming yeah. up. They need to work with a teacher so they're ready. <coughs> Uh, our our coaches are really good about that, and we try to promote when our when our kids do well academically. Uh, we try to promote that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's why we're here. The academics have always got to come first. They'll always come first. Um, and I think athletics for some of our kids really help academics because they work harder mm-hmm. when they're in season. They work harder academically, um, and I see that as a kind of a French benefit of, of mm-hmm. athletics is that sometimes when our kids are not in a sport and they're not in a season sport, they slack off a little bit academically. Mm-hmm. When they're in season, they seem to work harder. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but but certainly, you know, on our end, that's we know that's why we're here and we promote that as much as we possibly can. And our coaches do a good job mm-hmm. of promoting that as well. Do you stay curious about uh, wanting to learn things? I'm sorry? Do you stay curious about wanting to learn things? Like, like are, are there things where you just, like, uh, I don't know, like you just want to like study something on your own, just like that has nothing to do with sports, or maybe it has to do with sports at all. Um, I don't know. I guess you think about that all the time. Um, but boy, I tell you, when you're when you're when you're in this chair and in this office, and I think you'll if you talk to any high school athletic director, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of time for other <laughs> things. I mean, you're you know you're you're burning the candle at both ends. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just really really busy all the time. Um, you know, I think maybe down the road at some point it'd be nice to do something different. I don't know. It, it would probably be sports related because that's what I really like. But you know, what that would be, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Baseball is your favorite, though, right? Um, 
Yeah, probably. I mean, Don't I... Don't do that, probably. Just say yes. Nah, <laughs> that's, well, the, no, I, that's the right I, answer, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the 28 years that I coached baseball here without any doubt. But I also think in Indiana, if you grew up here, uh, well, I think basketball's always awfully big, too. Yeah. You know, and, and I think another thing that's happened to me is I've really come to appreciate other sports that maybe I didn't when I was just coaching baseball. And, you know, I... I had never been to a cross-country meet mm-hmm. in probably 28 years that I was here prior to becoming AD. And I tell you, now you go to cross-country meets, uh, they're incredible. I, I've never seen a sport where everybody tries to cheer on everybody else, even from different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible. I, the, the type of atmosphere you have with those things and track meets. Um, you know, so I've really come to appreciate, I think, other sports a lot more. Uh, but... You know, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the years I coached baseball, but I also really enjoyed the years I coached basketball. Even though I wasn't the head basketball coach, I still really enjoyed that as well. So pick a favorite is kind of hard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do, you get to, do you get to, like, just hang out at home and just watch a game and not oh, yeah. have to worry about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big sports fan at home. I've got my favorite teams that I watch. And, <laughs> Uh, well, you're, you're a Purdue graduate, right? Well, I'm a Purdue graduate. I'm yeah. obviously a huge Purdue fan. Yeah. So at the collegiate level, that's it. I'm a huge Cincinnati Reds fan because I grew up in southern Indiana and, and went to multiple Reds games every summer as I grew up. So I'm a big Reds fan. Um, I also grew up as a Bengals fan, but once the Colts moved to Indianapolis, I became a Colts fan. Yeah. So now it's kind of a kind of a Colts, uh, Cincinnati Bengals type thing. I like the Pacers in the NBA because they're in Indiana. Uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I watch as many Reds games as I can. I watch every Purdue basketball game. I'm a Purdue football fan, which is sometimes kind of hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind you know, of hard. I, I went to East it's Michigan. Hard, I, kind of like uh, the Chicago Cubs fans <laughs> prior to the last couple of years. You just stick with it, and you you hope better days are coming. But yeah, because Purdue's I, had a lot of success, like in the way way back. They did. You know, the year the four years I was there, they went to bowl games four years. I mean, not. I mean, they weren't playing for national championships, but, you know, they were uh, – and it's been kind of tough. Yeah, it's been kind of tough, but hopefully things will get better. But, yeah, I I don't watch a lot of TV at home other than if it's sports-related games or sports center or, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I think we can end it there. Thank you so much for your time, Roger. You betcha. Appreciate talking to you. Yeah.